Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Hello, Montana. Jordan? Love? That's what we're doing? Sutel New Orleans, 1029 ESPN Radio. Hope everybody is well. A happy Friday to you. We are having a great day in here. Hope you are having a great day out there, in there, wherever you might be. We appreciate you letting us be on board with you. This is an absolutely jam-packed show, so let's get into it. If you'd like to listen live on the World Wide Web, you can go ahead and do that, 1029ESPN.com. The stream is there all the time. It is there thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity, and the phone number, 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. Let's take a look at what we have in the show today and what we are going to get into. ton of stuff to go through. First of all, we are going to continue our conversation about Shannon Schwain's non-renewal at the University of Montana and the aftermath and the backlash that is happening right now. A half-page ad taken out in today's Missoulian uh, encouraging people who are behind Shannon to contact both the president of the university, Seth Bodner, and Clayton Christian from the... Excuse me, Clay Christian, yes, uh, from uh, the uh, Board of Regents. So we will get into that. Also, uh, a public, um, you know, uh, posting uh, by Coach Schwain herself. So we will touch on this because it is it is 
maybe not surprising, but it is starting to become, I think it's gathering momentum rather than losing momentum right now in terms of the people who are upset with the athletic department and the way that this was handled and Shannon Twain ultimately not being the head coach of the Lady Grizz anymore. So we will get into that a little bit. It is Friday. We do have our Mattress Firm Student of the Week again. We're kind of doing a best of series for the month before the voting begins for the Student of the Year. Uh, and so this year, uh, this one will revisit with Morgan Pierce, who's a sophomore at Lewistown, and she is the Miss Teen Montana, uh, if you remember that back from September. So we will have her on the show today. Also, tons of sports that are actually happening in terms of people and things. How about Cam Satter- Satterwhite? Cam Satterwhite, who played for Loyola Chicago. Remember when Loyola went on that an unbelievable run in the tournament to the Final Four and then transferred to Northern Arizona. He is transferring to the University of Montana uh, to play his final year of eligibility for the Montana Grizzlies for Travis DeCure. So, and he's actually already here. He's actually been in town uh, for a while now. Right. So we will uh, we'll have Cam Satterwhite on here live. We are re- engaging with our dear friend Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports now as we've been transitioning new studios, all the quarantine stuff. We've been trying to figure out how to get that uh, going. We know that, well, I, I assume you enjoy it. You know why? Because I enjoy it. It's a blast to do that with her, so we will revisit that. Top of the hour, how about this? How about Alex Singleton, former Montana State Bobcat and current Philadelphia Eagle NFL linebacker for the Eagles. Alex Singleton going to join us live at the top of the hour. And then after that, Justin Udy, our first conversation with the new offensive quarter coordinator at Montana State, uh, the football team there. So we got back-to-back uh, football interviews, which also we're going to graft in some draft talk. First round of the NFL draft right. was just uh, it was very interesting. I thought it went very well in a lot of ways. I thought I loved looking in at the coaches and trying to figure out what in the world Mike Vrabel is up to at his headquarters with these people I standing mean, around. I it's mean, just, just so strange. Completely. Well, you should love. There was like the WWE. I'm watching this thing going on here. So we'll go on to that. And and yes, we will discuss in depth. What in the wide world it is the Green Bay Packers think that they are up to at Lambeau Field drafting a quarterback, moving up in the draft over the likes of the Seattle Seahawks, who I guess they were terrified were going to take a quarterback ahead of them. Your your quote last night when you called me screaming at the top of your lungs was, if this is the end for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay and if they trade him to the Minnesota Vikings, I will buy an Aaron Rodgers right. Minnesota Vikings jersey and will no longer be a Packers fan. That's first of all, that is that last bit I did not say. No, what you I said, said you're going to root for the Vikings. I will root for the okay. Vikings with okay. Aaron Rodgers against Green Bay for them to get their comeuppance. Okay. I will not be a Vikings fan and I will not not be a Packer fan. Okay, okay. First of all, okay. that ain't going to happen. So let's just start there. No, I know he's going to be playing case, for Bill. I did say that, and we will get to that. He's going to be playing for Bill Belichick, the two surliest guys in America oh, in the same locker room. Just, and the you, Patriots will just continue getting richer, even with TB12 on the way down to the beach. The uh, the edge on that axe would be a very sharp one indeed, as the two of them grind it against everybody on earth. Uh, it's a Friday, Coulter. What would we like to do around here on a Friday? Take a quick Florence Coffee Company coffee break. Boys and girls, it's the weekend. You can stay up late. You can sleep in. Tomorrow, you're cruising around looking for stuff. Go to Florence Coffee Company. I got myself. I actually got an iced Americano today, a black iced Americano. Nice and crisp and refreshing. You got the same thing. A little shot of cream. Tommy, as always, getting a triple shot hot Americano. Okay, that's good. I'm finished with this thing. It's already gone. Of course, it's gone. I'm ready for this You got to go the iced coffee route, dude, because you can drink it even faster with a straw. All right, you Vikings fan and your <laughs> coffee. 
Anyway, uh, our appreciation to the Florence Coffee Company every Friday for hooking us up with that. Coulter, let's rock and roll, man, because we got a lot to get to. But yes, we, we with everything that's going on, all the guests that we have today, um, this is the thing that has been the overarching narrative in Western Montana and in sports in the state of Montana. Oh, there's no question. And it's one of it the is, biggest stories in the state in a long time. But also, it's 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 a story that is continuing to grow as we go. So as we know, on was it on Tuesday or Wednesday, I guess it was, that there was a Zoom conference call with Ken Haslam, Wednesday, yep. uh, who's the athletic director at the University of Montana, and Mike Petrino, who is the new interim head coach of the Montana Lady Grizz. Since... Shannon Schwain was let go. A Facebook group uh, was started. Uh, you know, you can build these groups and people can opt into them and you can start, you know, these sort of online conversations, almost like a sticky message board or whatever, almost like a Reddit it's a deal, Reddit, but it's yeah. within uh, the scope of Facebook. So the hashtag I am with 21 movement uh, was born on Facebook. And look, understandably so. I mean, Shannon Schwain has been, you know, the greatest player at the University of Montana, uh, you know, in women's basketball, maybe period, just across the board in terms of the, the heights that she reached has been, you know, at the university for decades. And then was whether or not it's justifiable for her to no longer be the head coach at the University of Montana, anybody, you know, that is with her, if she is not that anymore, you know, if she's not renewed the way that she wasn't, is going to be upset. But also, I think people are very, very upset with the handling of this or their perception of the handling of this, particularly in light of, you know, Kent Haslam's admission that, you know, yeah, we, we had a conversation about, uh, an extension, though there was not one offered. There was, you know, the 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 idea was that there was going to be an extension uh, uh, made available, and then I changed my mind on that upon finding out more and more information. Again, in his his. The two words that or two things that he referenced were the culture and roster um, did not specify beyond that what that amounted to. Well, today in. The Missoulian and some. Well, let's talk about the react from that because there's a, a okay. couple things that have happened before yeah, this right, ad right. was placed. Right. So Good. we analyzed and shared sound from this each of the last two days. Yep. After Wednesday's show, I received a text message on my phone from a number I did not have saved. I still have not gotten uh, confirmation on who it is from. Regardless, it is a text message that is a group text between Shan Schwain and her old staff. And basically, because this is posted on Facebook, I feel okay sharing this, but. It's basically her staff wishing Shannon good luck going into a meeting with the athletic director. And then the response text says, Kent Haslam said he is giving me the two year, the next two years of my three-year contract. Obviously not a full show of support, but whatever. That's from Shannon Schwain re- responding. And, and to your point, you you received that on your – but that is posted in a public forum on Facebook right now. Exactly. Shannon, look it, at, well, Shannon, so. K, Shannon Schwain is the one who posted this on this forum right? with a message that then reads, this is on the uh, I am – with 21 movement says it was never my intention to get involved with this page, but I do appreciate everyone's support. But is, but I have been continually, no, sorry, th- just to be clear, this is Shannon this Schwain is Shannon herself. Schwain. This Shannon is what Schwain she herself wrote. posting yes. from her personal Facebook account. Okay. She says, I've been continue. I've continually been lied to. This is all I can take. When you sit across from someone and they tell you, you will be back next year. And our coach and I am giving you the next two years of your contract. That means something. When you tell someone at the end of the conversation, we will get the logistics squared away. When I get back from vacation, that means something. People in the business department knew about this. I called recruits and talked to their parents. The head of Learfield and the CEO of Learfield knew about this contract extension. Other coaches around the big sky knew about this. Other coaches in the conference knew about this. What does this say about the way Montana operates? Our players, 
players knew about this. When you don't let someone even come in to see you face-to-face and you hide behind the COVID, that that means something as well. Bad enough you lied and took my contract away after three weeks and not one conversation about why, not one meeting to ever listen to my side of things, but now you're going to lie again. What is this athletic department about? Certainly not integrity, certainly not honesty, and certainly full of deception in all capital letters. Wow. When I read that, I was like, I just I could only say wow. Mm-hmm. There's been I mean this this group has all sorts of people that are Lady Grizz supporters and boosters and alums and former Lady Grizz players in it, but also her family, including her husband, has come and posted on this mm-hmm. as well. I won't bore you by reading that word for word, but it's very similar sentiment of just the dishonesty. I think that they think that this situation has been handled in, and then today, as you said, a half page yeah. ad in the Missoulian. By people in this group, it yeah we it, don't we don't know who actually it referenced took, the, it references the Facebook page that has a Facebook logo right. and the hashtag and everything. So it says it says uh, you know in in big font we are with you Shannon your values character integrity never wavered on or off the court and it has the you know hashtag I am with twenty one movement and then at the bottom it says show your support by contacting and then it includes. Uh, Seth Bodner, the president of the University of Montana, and Clay Christian, the Montana Board of Regents, as well as their, you know, uh, uh, business contact information, phone numbers, uh, 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 emails, etc. And uh, clearly, there's a lot of people here who, you know, which is no surprise whatsoever, right, that are upset about this, the way that, that they, they believe that this was handled or the improper way that they think that this was handled. And if you're Coach Schwain, what she said right there, uh, you know, in, in in what you read, Coulter, uh, you know, there's no question that she's very upset and reasonably so. Like, I mean, any coach that is not renewed is going to be upset and, sure, and probably I, feel not that that's great. But also the way that this was handled in general from from her perception of this, which is has, you know, been admitted. I mean, that's that's established that that did take place, you know, in terms of the belief that her belief that she was being brought back. And then not being brought back. What happened in between is, is uh, you know, we don't know all the details of it, but it certainly makes sense why somebody would be as upset as she is. And there's plenty of people who are with her in that. And this is creating a, a big wave right now in, in this community in Western Montana and, and, and statewide, frankly. The Friday before the 2017 Cacarys football game in Bozeman, Kyle Sample, formerly of the Missoula and formerly of Skyline Sports, he was working for me at the time. He wrote an article the Friday before Cacarys that said Kent Haslam had prepared a three-year contract extension for Bob Stitt if he was to beat the Bobcats and a one-year contract extension if Bob Stitt was to lose to the Bobcats. Now, whether Haslam actually prepared these documents in full, I'm not sure, but the report was that the conversation had been had between Haslam and Stitt and his staff that win or lose, Bob Stitt would return as the University of Montana head coach, but winning would get him a three-year deal. Montana State beat Montana that day. Yes, they did. Bob Stitt was fired four days later. Or not renewed, I suppose, four days later. Right. We also printed a story on Sunday about the tough decision, uh, you know, about this situation and about the tough decision now, the fact that Montana did lose and miss the playoffs that Haslam had at his feet. Well, then all of a sudden we have the entire saga that became Bob Stitt firing and, and Bobby Howe hiring. Okay, so there's one one sector here. A couple years later, I guess a year later, Mark Pecoris, who was uh, one of, if not the most decorated soccer coaches the University of Montana has ever had, uh, we got a press release during the middle of this show that said P- Mark Pecoris had retired or resigned. And I, I we both thought, well, we, we don't really 
cover soccer that intently, but we follow it, and that's strange because they are usually really good. And I, the, what is he going somewhere else? What's the thing? But there was quotes saying, you know, I just I'm looking for other opportunities, and it's all good. And and they spun it as if it was just an amicable parting of ways. Well, then a couple of days later, the Missoulian has a story all about Mark Bacoris talking about unjust firing. And then all of a sudden on the other side, then all of a sudden the athletic department, including Kent Haslam's on the record talking about all the things that Mark Bacoris got fired for. And again, a lot of the stuff that came out, I think is justifiable to not renew Mark Bacoris as the soccer coach. I mean, he was, he was texting an escort service in Las Vegas from a university of Montana issued cell phone. That's enough. I think to get fired if you're a male coach in a woman's sport, but the mishandling of the firing made the controversy spread. And then it divides the locker room. Right. And now here we have a situation where, cut and dry, leave all the rumors, all the innuendos, all the off-the-court stuff out of this thing. Cut and dry, you and I both agree that from a performance standpoint, Shannon Schwain, it was likely time to part ways. Yeah. But to do it in the fashion that they did, where there's just a bunch of miscommunication, a bunch of perceived, if not real, dishonesty, and then all of a sudden, I mean, you're you're just pouring gasoline on a fire because you are going to be under heat as the athletic director at any depart any department in the country if you hire and then fire the greatest athlete in the, in the sport that they coach. If you hire and fire Jawan Howard, you hire and fire Penny Hardaway, you are going to be under severe scrutiny. That's right. But there's a way to make the scrutiny not just smolder, smolder, and then explode. And this has exploded multiple times. I mean, that's what that was my whole point of contention. You can operate with the media however you see fit, but when the subject that was fired in Shannon Schwain goes on the record with the Missoulian, you have to say something. Regardless, you don't have to retort or anything. You just have to acknowledge that the situation has happened. We have decided not to renew Shannon Schwain's contract. We thank her for her 27 years of service. We wish her the best. That's all you have to say, but you have to say something. With the silence and the silence, and here we basically had bookended two different 20-day periods where the program was just awash in mystery, and then when the dust settles... You have an interim coach. You have six active players on your roster, one of whom is not the biggest recruit you've gotten in the last 20 years in Jamie Pickens, and the greatest player in the history of your program is posting public things on your, the Facebook about your athletic department, and people You're are taking shredding, ads, shredding, shredding you. Yeah, and you, I mean, so yeah. again, I'm not trying to take a side here. All I'm saying is that the way that these things are hired, it's not the decision that is I'm criticizing. That's right. It's the way that each of these things have been handled and that is what needs to be there needs to be a serious look at that because you can't when you're the University of Montana and you're standing on thin ice already you just cannot afford to have this sort of controversy exploding out of your athletic department mm-hmm. doors at all at all turns right yeah I mean that that's true and 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 you know what all the things that led up to this point when you talk about whether it's the team the culture it's been noted culture i think did with with Jamie Pickens but even before that let's say not even including the most recent way but 18 players did not exhaust their eligibility with the Montana Lady Grizz program over the course of the tenure of Shannon Schwain as the head coach two of those are Kelly Valley and Alicia Sims they did get granted hardship waivers they That's chose right. to not take them Again, you can't really you can't say there's a reason for that. It could have just been they're too hurt. It could have been they don't want to play. We're not going to put words in their mouths. But the, the, the number is, the any, number is profound. Any individual circumstance, almost four times as many player, you uh, can almost understand. four times as many girls walked right. away as graduated. That's insane. So it seems like you know that's something that you would be taking a look at. And and I guess the thing that I'm not sure that I understand is how is it that you there whatever was found out by Kent Haslam in the three weeks between the end of the regular season and April 1st when Shannon Schwann was not renewed. What was it that was so profound in that time that wasn't known beforehand? Right. 
And, and, well, and I don't know the answer. Well, like, but but Kent, Kent specifically said, I got a better understanding of the way the roster would look yep. and the culture of the program. He, without directly saying it, he's saying that I was told that people were going to leave this right. program upon a renewal. The the sickening irony of the entire timeline, though, is because he did verbally extend, and that's in a whole different conversation for a different time. I've talked to a lot of my guys in real estate, for example, about this. As much as we love to believe it's true, and ethically it is, there's no legally binding thing to a, uh, a verbal agreement. Of course. Right? No, so, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's here nor there. But regardless, when when it's said, hey, you know, you have a meeting and you're going to get a two-year extension, well, of course, Shannon Strain is going to tell everybody that, and yep. then everybody in her organization is going to react however they're going to react. But because that was said, Gabby Harrington and Kylie Froelich left. And then you, you pivot, and then you lose players on the other side, too. So if you are making decisions because the players are telling you you're going to leave, okay, but when the decision is pivoted like it was, now you lose players from both sides of the aisle, and the program itself is in a state of disarray. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a bad situation, man. It's just a terrible situation right now, all the way around, and and there's really no winners in all of this. You know, there there everybody is in a very very tough spot, and I'm sure has their you know side of the story and and, and whatnot. But it's 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 bad all the way around. Stutel Nuanas, one zero two nine ESPN Radio. We got to move on from this right now. Imagine there will be more of this as we head into uh, the coming days and and weeks or so. Uh, but we will uh, we will keep you updated on that as we're able to, and certainly uh, uh, keep an eye on that developing situation as we go. Cam Satterwhite, new Montana Grizzly transfer, going to be with us in just about ten minutes. But right now, we got to get to our Montana uh, our match firm, excuse me, student of the week. We've been replaying you know at the, the end of school and officially the cancellation of spring sports uh we're, we're not doing any new students of the week for this month of april next month in may we will have a vote for the student of the year who will receive a three thousand scholarship a three thousand dollar scholarship courtesy of mattress firm but we're doing some of the best of it this is morgan pierce who was with us in september and morgan is a sophomore uh, at lewistown high school and is the uh, miss teen montana so she's a a beauty pack winner not just a contestant a winner outstanding it was a lot of fun to talk with her so enjoy this matches from student of the week from september of last year we go now to the Rankage Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in our Mattress Firm Student of the Week from Lewistown, a sophomore there, Morgan Pierce. Morgan, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. Uh, Morgan, this is cool. You are Miss Teen Montana. How great is that? Now, this is not without a, a little bit of backstory here because you were the first runner-up a year ago in the same competition but elected to come back and give it another shot and then won this. What's this experience been like for you? It's been absolutely amazing. I've had such an awesome time competing with the organization, and I've made amazing, amazing memories and friends. What, what was it that made you want to do this in the first place? Because I understand this is something that you've had your eye on for a long time. Yeah, it has been. I've actually grown up watching the Miss USA pageant on TV. And I said when I'm 14 and I'm old enough to go into the teen division that that's what I was going to do. Tell us all the things that go into preparing yourself uh, for a pageant because it seems like these things are pretty high pressure when you get kind of in, in, <laughs> into the event. So tell us about all the ways you try to prepare. Just a lot of working with walking coaches and interview coaches and just working on believing in yourself and staying confident. 
I could use a walking coach, I think, from time to time, <laughs> That's Coulter. A fact. Man, alive. This limp. I don't think I'd be much for uh, many pageants <laughs> myself. But this is cool because you win this, and now you're going to be competing in Miss Teen USA in the spring. Where is that, and how excited are you to do that? I am extremely excited. It's going to be such an amazing experience, but we do not know where it is yet. Oh, man, the mystery. Well, let's go yeah. Omaha, Nebraska. Am I right? That's where we want <laughs> it, right? The, the heart of America. <laughs> Yes. Um, Morgan Pierce, our guest, she is our Mattress Firm Student of the Week. And, Morgan, you, uh, part of what you have done uh, just your whole life, but also obviously for this as well, has been in dance. And you've liked, you've loved to dance. And now uh, you're old enough now that you're you're teaching dance to some of the young kids around in, uh, in Lewistown. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I love kids and I love dance. And so I put two and two together and I started helping around my studio teaching little girls. And so how many girls do you teach? Um, the class size varies. I've done a class with like 15 little tiny girls and then I've done a class with two little girls. So oh, it kind of depends. Which do you like more when it's, when it's a bunch of them or when it's just a couple and you can focus in? It's easier to teach when it's a couple but it's more fun when there's a lot. There you go. That's that's how I feel, Coulter. Give <laughs> no me doubt. more kids, you no know? Doubt. What's the most rewarding yeah. part about that for you, Morgan? What? What's the most rewarding part about that for you? Just seeing how far they come, even though they're so little, just knowing that they have so much potential to be amazing when they grow up. Well, Morgan, congratulations to you. Very well done to stick with it and and uh, and win this year's Miss Teen Mon- uh, Montana competition. And best of luck at Miss Teen USA in Omaha or wherever <laughs> it might be, okay? Thank you so much. There you go. Morgan Pierce, what a great kid to talk to. Appreciate her joining us. And, uh, again, the Match Firm Student of the Week. We'll have one more for you next week, and then the voting begins May 1st, I believe May 1st, for voting for Student of the Year. We'll tell you where and how to vote. MattressFirmMT.com uh, is where you can go for for all of that stuff, both your mattresses and your uh, Students of the Week and years. But we'll get you set up when the voting is live, tell you how to do it, and again, a $3,000 scholarship courtesy of Mattress Firm coming to one of the Students of the Week uh, this past from this past school year. So we appreciate them for participating. Participating in this. We'll take a quick break on the other side. Cam Satterwhite, new recruit transfer in from Northern Arizona by way of Loyola of Chicago, going to be playing his final year of eligibility with the Montana Grizzly men's basketball team. We'll talk to him live right after this. At Blackfoot, we're experts at keeping customers and communities connected online. In fact, we executed our own business continuity plan, quickly mobilizing to keep our communities online with the service and experience they need. You need to stay connected, too, and we can help. From home internet to remote workforce deployments, contact Blackfoot to learn how we can help you stay connected today and in the future. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash remote workforce to learn more. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Outstanding to be with you on this Friday afternoon. Hope you are well. Hope that you are uh, 
all still, I'm excited. I mean, I'm happy about this, you know, phased reopening of the state in some ways, but also still got to take care of one another, okay? Be cautious, be well, be smart about it out there. Uh, we are happy now to go to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line and welcome in a grad transfer to the University of Montana men's basketball team by way of Northern Arizona, by way of Loyola, Chicago. Cam Satterwhite on the phone with us right now. Cam, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Well, we're doing great, Cam. We appreciate you taking the time out for being with us here, and we're excited for uh, this upcoming season and to see you playing in your final year of eligibility. You've had quite a run of it. You know, people are well documented. You, your time at Loyola Chicago, and while you were on that team, going to a Final Four and then going to Northern Arizona. But what was it ultimately in this moment that you said, "Okay, I'm going to grad transfer, and I'd like to go play for Travis DeCure my final season in Missoula." Um, definitely a lot of aspects to it. I mean, I wanted, uh, overall, I felt like I could, uh, be a very good impact, a very important impact to a, to a team. And Montana was the best fit I thought for me. Um, coach Trav, coach Payne, coach Flores, like coach Flores, like it's, it's like it's family. I love it. And I, I just really believe it's going to be a good, good season next year. The dynamic of transferring to a team, that you played against last year is an interesting one. And Northern Arizona gave Montana all they could handle a couple times, including winning against the Grizzlies in Flagstaff just a, a less than two weeks before the Big Sky Conference Tournament. When you're playing at NAU, what do you remember about playing against the Grizzlies and what did you learn playing against the Grizz that excites you about joining that team? Uh, a very disciplined team. You know, coming from Loyola, Chicago, uh, that that's one thing that, that was a, a bright thing I've seen about Montana is we were a very disciplined team at Loyola, and you see how far we got to the tournament. And it is a winning culture in Montana, and I feel like I can have my experience and uh, bring what I can bring to the team to make us excel even more. So how long have you been up in Montana, and how long have you been living here? Um, I haven't lived in Montana. I've only been up to Montana that one time we played them in Montana, the first conference game. Yeah, so, so where are you right now in the world? I'm in Phoenix right now. Oh, okay. Okay, so making a transfer this time, I mean, during these kind of uncertain times, like you said, you've only been here to play in a game once. That's cool. You got to experience it from an opponent's perspective, but what do you like about the University of Montana, but also what went into the decision, maybe going to a place you didn't get to take a visit and really check out maybe like you have in the past? I mean, going there during the conference, I got to see, we usually show up two days before we play. So we got to see the city of uh, Missoula and I mean, I like it. It's, it's very, it's very, um, low i want to say low key you know what that means like very low key very uh very very um i'm trying to find the right word very uh family like i feel like the city backs the team a lot and like being in a college town a college city i feel like well uh it's a great thing i mean it's a great thing Cam Satterwhite joining us. He's grad transferring to the University of Montana, play his final season of eligibility at the college level uh, for the Grizzlies next year uh, for Travis Secure. You know, it's interesting, uh, Cam, there's there's a number of transfers that are coming in. There's a number of freshmen that are coming in. There's a number of guys who've been on the team who are going to have now the eligibility to actually play while they were sitting out a year. So it's going to be a lot of new faces and a, and a very, you know, a lot of talent on this team. What what was your conversation like with Coach Secure and the rest of the staff in terms of the number of people that are that are coming in and your role within that context um definitely we have a, a i feel like we have a very very good talented smart team coming in right a lot of new faces 
but also a lot of guys that have been in the program that cannot just teach us and the new faces coming in of how things go, but also I feel like it's going to be a good uh, a good vice versa to it. Like I can I can uh, share some things. Uh, Cam Parker who's coming in, he can share some things. Um, so I feel like just as a as, as a team coming in, Coach Trav and me feel like it's going to be it's going to be an exciting exciting year. Your time at Loyola, Chicago. I mean, what was that experience like, making the run all the way to the Final Four? I mean, it. it I mean, it's it's a college player's dream to go to the uh, to go to just make the NCAA tournament in itself. And I was blessed enough to go all the way to the Final Four. So I mean, I don't take that for granted. Um, I'm blessed. Like I said, I'm blessed to have gone that far and uh, to say I have a, a a championship ring in one of the biggest tournaments ever in college basketball. From Gilbert, Arizona. Go to Chicago and then go to back to Flagstaff and then up to Missoula. What's your previous stops, just from a personal and basketball perspective, just taught you just in general over these last several years? Um, out of high school, going across the country, of course, to Chicago um, was definitely different. Um, I got to see the Midwest, see how that life was, and and I was I was very thankful for that experience. Um, but then transferring from Loyola to back, uh, back home to NAU uh, to Arizona was was a family decision. I wanted I felt like I was too far from my family, and um, I mean I was just happy that I was that at the time Jack Murphy wanted me to come back home and uh, play. So I mean that's why that was a good decision of me coming back home. And then now I feel like I have been in college for four years, um, and I need to. I mean I'm I'm kind of used to starting over if that makes sense in a new area a new college like I'm kind of over that like kind of over that so to me this was just like a what do you want to do next year type of move um just because I only have one year so what what to do next year to make myself successful Cam Satterway joining us. He's a guard. He's a grad transfer to the University of Montana, coming from northern Arizona, play basketball in his uh, final season of eligibility next year for the Grizzlies. Cam, going back to that run of the Final Four, each weekend, do the hotel rooms get bigger? Like, is it, did, wait, do you start in like a double room, you know, with a roommate at this round of 64? And then by the time it's Final Four, it's just like a penthouse suite to yourself. Is that how it works? No, nah, no, nah, you definitely have a roommate. Man. <laughs> you definitely have a roommate. <laughs> you definitely have a roommate, but definitely you are treated like royalty. I will say that. Like, the, the, the NCAA does a very, very good job of catering to its players during the tournament. And um, I, would, I definitely, that's all I can pretty much say about that. Who's somebody you met during that <laughs> run? Because there's a ton of people, you know, especially when you get to the Final Four, whether it's, you know, the famous commentators, people who are in attendance. Who's somebody that you met during that run where you're like, wow, okay, that's pretty cool? Um, I met uh, Chris Webber. I met Chris Webber. I met, um, I mean, do you guys know, I, I watched the show Power. I met Proctor of Power. Wow. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, just like so, like just stuff like that. Just just it's different experiences, and just it's a it was a great time. Well, Cam, when you get to Missoula, you're gonna meet two telling Nuanas, man. That's gonna top the whole list right there. When you get up here, you meet us. Chris we'll get Webber's you got nothing no, on me. No, no, he does not. Not the beard, not the long arms, nothing. So you're ready to go. For sure. Well, Cam, we'll get you out of here on this. What did you learn playing in the Big Sky Conference? last year they hope to transition at Montana even though it will be with a new team 
Um, one thing I learned about the Big Sky Conference is it's definitely an underrated league. Um, it's very competitive. It, I feel like it's a league that any team can really win, uh, can go on a run in that in that in the league. So it's very competitive. Uh, I feel like that's not a that's not something that's recognized in the Big Sky. Um, so it's definitely a competitive league, which I love. I feel like I can. Uh, it's a league that I can excel in. It's a league that. Um, it's just a league that, yeah, exactly, I can excel in, and that it's just competition every night. So that's one thing I've learned from the big guy. Well, Cam, we certainly appreciate you being with us. Uh, best of luck down there in Phoenix. Stay healthy and safe and all that. And then we'll certainly look forward to having you in the state of Montana uh, coming up here this next school year. Looking forward to watching you play uh, in Missoula as well. All right, appreciate you being with us. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited to be there. Thank you. You got it. Cam Satterwhite transferring to the uh, Grizzly men's basketball team from Northern Arizona. Appreciate him taking the time out to join us. It's a Friday, boys and girls. You know, we like to have a little bit of fun on Friday. It's been a minute since we got to talk to Carolyn with all the moving and the the, the, the Zoom calls and stuff like this. But our dear friend Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, she knows a little something about the clubs of Chicago <laughs> round about the time of the last dance. So she's going to tell us all about it. This is so fun because... This everybody keeps asking us, what are you guys going to talk about? Well, we got more to talk about than we've ever had before because oh. we got all these all these interviews and all these stu- things. But then also, this is the greatest foreshadowing ever because Ryan's been ready to explode since about mm, nine thirty last night, and we still haven't even got around to it. So I can't even, it. even cannot even it. wait until Jordan Love. Jordan Love. To the Green Bay Football you know, Packers. Don't, don't don't tease it like that. Let's get through uh, the chicken doesn't know sports first, and we'll figure out how to keep a lid on that. Also, top of the hour, Philadelphia Eagles linebacker, former Montana State football player Alex Singleton, as well as in the next hour, Justin Udy, new Montana State offensive coordinator. So huge show coming up, and then yes, me screaming to end the week. Back after this. At Blackfoot, we're experts at keeping customers and communities connected online. In fact, we executed our own business continuity plan, quickly mobilizing to keep our communities online with the service and experience they need. You need to stay connected, too, and we can help. From home internet to remote workforce deployments, contact Blackfoot to learn how we can help you stay connected today and in the future. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash remote workforce to learn more. Just, let's just keep renewing all the broken arguments in the history of this show. Well, did we argue about Shakira? I, you berated pre-show, during the show, and after the show. False. Absolutely false as it pertains to Shakira. No, you did. No! no you I, did. I, we have a record of this. To, we will be, go to, back to, to it. To be fair, I think it was only Jennifer was Lopez. That was also broken. You can, If you want to get, me, get on me on the J-Lo thing, that's fine. I feel like I have a great defense for that. I was never I was never on Shakira. Well, Shakira is like Shakira. Is amazing. Like Shakira. Yeah, me too. Um, it's Tutel and Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, at Gus Tutel on Twitter, at 1029 ESPN, and at Skyline Sports MT as well. If you're uh, looking for us on the Twitter machines, we're out there doing the thing. We appreciate all of you. Uh, it is Friday. It is time to reconvene with our dear friend Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports. Here we go.
Well, it's been a little while. We were moving studios. We've been quarantining. We've been isolating. We've been distancing. And now we are Zooming back into a Friday edition of the Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports. Welcome back, Carolyn. We have been missing you. We are so happy to have you on the show. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Well, uh, we're, you know, we're like uh, hopefully everybody else. Excellent. Everything is wonderful. So, uh, you know, we got the the phased in opening of some things obviously with a lot of caution uh and uh and smart practices that we all have to be responsible to carry out but it's i think moving in the right direction in the state of montana so that feels pretty good and i know that you have been just boning up on all of your sports sitting there reviewing all the history of uh, the nba the nfl all that kind of stuff for crying out loud we got the draft going on here day two today so i mean you got a ton of stuff to get to what do you want to talk about today yeah i mean like last night i was up so late watching the 08 finals of the nba and um it was a real uh i'm just kidding you did that but um I, I, uh, I guess the first thing I want to talk about is what I just watched, which was the first episode of The Last Dance on ESPN, the yes. amazing Michael Jordan Bulls we are documentary. Familiar. Yes. Yeah. Well, I've only seen one episode so far, but man, I loved it. Little baby Michael Jordan. He's, he was just like a little little kid he was so little and well, uh i don't know if you know this carolyn but that's actually true for for everyone that's what but he was just a little baby i don't know he was right? just so young no, <laughs> I mean, i've had a beard like this since i was 13 i don't know what you think <laughs> benjamin button and colton nuan is the only two born at 58 years of age it's like, it's like my brother said dude when i turn 33 i'm gonna look my own age for the first time in my whole life <laughs> Um, it was so fun to watch the 90s bowls um, being built. Well, the 80s and 90s bowls being built. And um, it was so funny to watch being from Chicago and growing up in that era. Um, they were talking about how the bowls drew less um, people in the audience than the Chicago Sting, which was the soccer team, which I totally remember going to a Sting game in the 80s. So that was just a fun little side note for me. But um, I just... I loved it. I love the 90s fashion, the zoot suits. It was great. Highly recommend. Of course, of course, Carolyn would log in with zoot suits. She's <laughs> talking about episode one of The Last Dance. I mean, that would be the thing that you'd be absolutely locked into, the high waistline and the, you know, whatever. Coat. Yep, it was, it was good stuff. Okay, um, Dennis Rodman. Oh. Carolyn, where did you live in 1984? I was in outside of Chicago. So you were in Chicago. So yeah. do you remember, like, obviously this whole documentary is all about the lead-up to and then the 1998 season, his last, Michael Jordan's last season with the Bulls, Bill Jackson's last season with the Bulls. But do you remember early on, like, when you were a kid, do you remember just the phenomenon that was Michael Jordan when he first got to Chicago? Yeah, so it's so funny because I remember, obviously, you know, growing up in Chicago, you think that the world is – like every John Hughes movie was Chicago. So like every commercial was Michael Jordan. And I assumed that the world saw those commercials, but I don't even know if that's true. Cause they were all, you know, at the beginning, especially like local ads. Um, but I do remember, I vividly remember this. And I remembered it when I was watching the documentary of being at my friend's house and these boys next door were talking about air Jordan. And I was like, what's air, who's air Jordan? 
because that was like his nickname was Air Jordan. And I was Thank like, you for the update. Yes. It I was. don't know if you've heard <laughs> that was his nickname, Air. Yes. Not Michael. He didn't go by Michael. It was Air. Um, <laughs> it wasn't just Air. It was specifically Air Jordan. But yes, okay. <laughs> well, I called him Air, okay? Anyway, so, but I was like, what, I don't know who this is. What's Air Jordan? And they were explaining to me this guy who could, you know, fly and slam dunk. And I remember it. I can picture it perfectly. Now, I realize going back, uh, well, actually, not just going back, just your whole life, is not exactly been the, uh, if we can say, sportiest life ever. I know you like the, the winters to the skiing and the hockey and that, but did you ever go to a game? Did you ever see Air play basketball? Air and I um, hung out a few times. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I did not ever see Air Jordan play live, which is such a bummer. Um, but I've, I've seen Dennis Rodman in a bar. That's pretty good. How did that go? It was great. Um, it was 1997, and so, you know, I was hanging in the club. And, oh, man, uh, are you going to be on this documentary? There's a chance. There's a good chance. Um, just kidding. No way. But it was right at in 1997, right after they won their fifth championship, correct? Yes. And he came in with, I think his hair was like leopard print at that point. And okay. I remember him coming in and all these women with like mini backpacks were surrounding him. And then he got a bottle of champagne and sprayed it all over everyone. And that was, and then a big fight broke out. So I lost Did you get sprayed? Did you yeah. get Oh man, yeah. you were in proximity? You were in the splash zone at SeaWorld? Yeah. And and fast forward two months in L.A., I met Shaq in a club. Now, hold on a second. Now, what are you doing on the in the club scene in Chicago and Los Angeles, Carolyn? Like, what's your what's your life like at this point that you're out with your, <laughs> with your, with your people burning it down? Well, A, I was 21, so there's that. It was a different time. Um, and B, I, well, I was back home in Chicago, like, I think for a couple weeks in the summer. And then I moved to LA that summer just to hang out because I was 21 and I could. You moved to, you moved to Los Angeles to go to the LA clubs. That's what you're telling me. Pretty much. What is it like to go to a club when you're 21 in Los Angeles? Wait, what are you doing? Are you dancing? You buying wine? How does this work? What, right buying there, wine? Yeah, so you buying yeah, roses? Champagne? I don't know. I mean, dude, I went to one club for one hour, and I was out. Out, 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 out. Well, 21-year-old uh, Carolyn loved to dance, and 21-year-old uh, Carolyn didn't have to buy her own drinks. Okay. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure I I'm sure I bought tons of my own drinks, but I just I was in the right right place at the right time. What can I say? I met, you know, I what, did, uh, <laughs> what what happened when you talked to Shaq? What did you did you go up and say, uh, "Hey, how you doing? Would you I like did. to buy me a drink or what happened?" No, I just said, "What's up, Shaq?" and then I gave him a high five, which for him was like a low five cuz he's tall. And um, he was leaving the club, so I was like, "Peace out, yo." And that was that. Did you say it just like that? Probably. So he knew right away that you were from Toronto. <laughs> he knew right away that I was a dork is really what <laughs> <laughs> the case is. <laughs> but anyway, back to the Bulls. Highly recommend this documentary. I can't wait to watch more. Absolutely. Are you, are you making your kids watch it? 
No, but while I was watching it, I thought to myself, my boys should be watching this. This is important. Totally. It's important from a historical perspective. It's important from a pop culture perspective. I think more than anything, it's important for young people to watch because it shows that failure is a part of greatness. I wish that every single basketball player could watch this documentary and realize that Michael Jordan didn't make varsity until he was a junior in high school. Scottie Pippen was the equipment manager for an NAIA school before he ever got to play college basketball. Now all these kids just want to quit all the time. These guys, if they would have quit, they never would have became what they became. It takes a lot of hard work. I mean, they show um, when they, they Michael Jordan wasn't even the first draft pick. I was shocked. I mean, thank God because he became a bull. But, um, but I'm so dumb about sports. I, they kind of went into the draft pick on. Well, they didn't need a. I don't even know what position, but they were talking about like why they didn't pick him in the first two. The two first two teams didn't pick him, which I just assume you just pick the best player, not you pick according to what you need on your team well the goal is to pick the best player but it's just not so simple you don't get to see how their career works out in hindsight Akeem Olajuwon is one of the greatest players to ever play basketball he went number one overall no one can hardly say that Houston messed that up and the point is, is that Clyde Drexler is a great small forward for Portland even though everybody laughs at the fact that they took Sam Bowie ahead of Michael Jordan yes the biggest joke in history well it was interesting for me to see how it was all it was all played out. So, well, the other thing that's worth remembering is that that moment in the NBA, the entire league had been about nothing but big guys. There had never been a guard-driven team that had won any sort of championship. People might say, "Oh, Magic Johnson won two before Michael Jack Michael Jordan entered the league." Well, Magic Johnson's six nine, so he's not a typical guard. It had been. Nothing but big man. That's how Jordan changed. And he also had a guy named Kareem also for a good portion and of that. And James Worthy. Turned out so, to be pretty I mean, good. pretty good front court. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of Magic uh, Johnson, he wore a really nice zoot suit in the interview. So check it out. Okay, question. Question, Carolyn. As somebody that observes pop culture, even if you know nothing about sports, I'm sure you remember both of these moments. When Michael Jordan retired abruptly for the first time, in 1993, that was probably when you were on your way to freshman year of college at NEU. That's right. And when Magic Johnson announced that he had HIV, which, was, rem- a, which yeah. was a bigger deal? God. Um, I mean, I remember watching, I was at my youth group in the basement, and like the, everyone came in talking about Magic Johnson, and we put on the news, and it was like all over the news. That was crazy, especially because then nobody knew – what it was, you know, you were, it was sort of still a, I don't know, just assume the death sentence. So the, that, that was kind of crazy. And then Michael Jordan, I do remember that, but I must've been in my own little, cause I remember when he were, he left and didn't he play for another team or what did he do? <laughs> he went to play baseball for two years. For the That's White right. <laughs> I, I like, I realize the point of this segment is to highlight these sorts of gaps in your knowledge, but that is egregious. That is egregious. I remember the baseball. I remember the baseball. He played for the Sox. I wonder what little, uh, yes, bubble you were in. I believe it was called Valhalla in downtown Chicago, you know, on the third floor with the lights bumping and everything else. That's where you were. Not Uh, not in 1993. Okay. Well, I don't know your timeline well enough to say (laughs) Okay, so it was in downtown L.A., whatever it was. Downtown Flagstaff. That's where you Probably were. downtown Flagstaff, yeah. Trying to pick up a free drink. 
probably trying to find a beer bong. <laughs> it was freshman year of college. It is a great series. Uh, uh, episodes three and four coming out Sunday, The Last Dance. Uh, Sunday, 7 o'clock Mountain Standard Time, uh, three and four. If you missed the first ones, I think they're re-airing one and two prior to that on Sunday. So it's actually going to be four episodes uh, consecutively on ESPN television if you're looking for it. Is there anything else, Carolyn, that we should be aware of in the world of sports without sports and with you? Well, I don't know if you heard that the NFL draft is tonight. starts tonight. It actually started yesterday night, and yes, rounds two and three are tonight. That is correct. Well, I just – you know, I don't know if you guys remember last year I discovered that people actually spent money to fly to Nashville or wherever it was and right. spent more money to sit there and watch it happen live. You were really amazed at this. So I'm kind of happy it's sort of back to what it should be, which is people sitting in their living rooms watching it. <laughs> because I don't, I just don't get it. So enjoy that. Well, you know, Joe Burrow's got a new team. Tua's got a new team. Justin's Herbert's got a new team and they all got to sit in their living rooms or wherever they were and, uh, you know, get the phone call and they didn't have to shake the hand of the commissioner and they didn't get the cheers or jeers from the crowd. So if that suits you, then so be it. It does. It does. Um, <laughs> one more thing really quick is, uh, my least favorite football player, Tom Brady. Um, you know, he moved into a new house in Tampa and he went into the wrong house. All right, well, steal my thunder. I oh, mean. sorry. <laughs> Wasn't he going to visit somebody else when he went to the wrong house? Yes, he was going. He was going to see uh, the, who's the offensive coordinator, former quarterback. I don't know. Byron Leftwich. Excuse me, I couldn't come up with it on the spot. Byron Leftwich. He was going to his house. So he, what? He did not get his own home wrong. He got a friend's house wrong, or his coach's house. He was going over there to pick up some, you know, football material, some sort. Yeah, some deflating materials. What? Huh? Some some deflating materials. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. L listen to the hate. Listen <laughs> to the hate. Are you glad he's in Tampa and out of New England? I really don't care. I think he should retire and just chill out. But, you know, what do I know? He start, he's got to start his own line of avocado plants when he when he retires. Tom's Ugh. avocados. Well, I will then I will have to stop eating avocados. Well, more for me. I'm all about them. <laughs> Love avocado. Anyway, that's really the excitement over here. That's all I got for you guys. Carolyn, this has been yet another successful uh, edition of the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. We appreciate it very much. We look forward to continuing this as we um, press forward now into our new studios and our new world. We appreciate you very much. You guys have a great rest of your day. We certainly will. Thanks, Carolyn. That was a fun Friday edition right there. Appreciate it. Hour one in the books, hour two straight ahead. Alex Singleton, linebacker of the Philadelphia Eagles, joins us next. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore 
live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.